0: everybody and welcome to the show. I am thrilled to introduce you to my guest today. Her name is Camille Della Santina. She is a client of mine at my spa in Los Angeles. And I am so excited every time I see her name pop up on my schedule because I find her to be fascinating. She has incredible stories that she has taken away from her 25 years of being an Emmy award winning big time Hollywood makeup artist. She's going to talk today about how she found her place in this hard to get into type career. And she's going to talk about some of the big time celebrities that she has worked with and worked for in the makeup realm. She's also going to share with you why and how she's transitioned out of this career. And she has become a business owner and an anti-aging product inventor. She created this product from something she kept seeing appear on the set of these movies. It was, it was a sign of aging that we struggle with as women. And she found a very non-invasive way to help reduce wrinkles on the chest and the neck area. I know you're absolutely going to love this show. You're going to love Camille's stories and you're going to feel inspired to go out there and do something that you've dreamed of after listening to the show. So stay tuned and enjoy the show today. Hello, and welcome to the beauty biz show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders, and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. everybody, and welcome to The Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Cree, and I'm really excited to introduce you to a friend and actually a spa client of mine. Camille, how are you?
1: Fine. How are you, Lori?
0: I'm great. Thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I get so excited when you come in for your spray tans because I find your stories to be fascinating. <laughs> great. <laughs> Just so the listener knows, you actually have been a makeup artist for 25 years,
1: Yes, yes. I started as a uh, special effects makeup artist.
0: Honestly, you had my dream job (laughs) in the 80s. Like, I would have paid anything to be in your shoes then. Can we go back and talk a little bit, actually, about how you got into the world of makeup? Sure,
1: sure. Um, Well, I actually went to film school. And uh, I was in film school, and I was really going towards uh, uh, screenwriting uh, or production and on my very first uh, film out of film school, I was just a, a, a PA, uh, an assistant. And one of my jobs was to help the makeup team, which did
0: special effects makeup.
1: Um, what, one of my jobs was to help them clean up blood after
0: some blood gags. So, <laughs> blood got, gags, meaning just like the costume type yeah. blood they design.
1: The first one was actually a cutthroat, and and the blood would spray all over the place. And as a PA, I had to help clean it all up. So I got very intrigued by this and how that they did it. And um, I actually uh, mentored with the man, uh, Alan Apone, uh, who's a very famous makeup artist. And uh, I started mentoring with him, and he said, well, you have to go back to school. So um, I went to makeup school for a year. And uh, then when I got out, I really, really liked uh, special effects. That's, you know, I learned all aspects of
0: makeup. Where'd you go Um, to makeup school? Because you you're born and raised in just New Jersey, California girl. Oh, I thought you were a California girl. New Jersey. I I came out here to uh, attend film school. Where'd you go to film school?
1: I ended up, I had gone to a place in New Jersey and they ended our program, Stockton State. And then we, um, so I got accepted to UCLA's film program. And I got out here and went through uh, just one semester there and I just couldn't afford it because I was from out of state. So uh, the professors there helped me get into Northridge and they had a film program over there. So I went to CSUN.
0: I just, I love stories like this where you show up on set, you are a PA and assistant, which they do kind of get the crappy jobs, right? Yes. (laughs) But you find this guy that's willing to mentor you, this famous makeup artist. Will you just tell me a little bit about how that came about or how he took you under his wing?
1: I don't know if he so wanted me to get under his wing as me just (laughs) hanging uh, hanging around him all the time.
0: (laughs) He had no choice.
1: After the, after the, um, after the show, I would go to his shop. He had a big makeup sex shop.
0: Uh, you know, and I would just kind of go hang out
1: there and that's when he kind of like, you know, you got to go to school for this. I'm not going to teach you. But uh, he did give me my very first job when I got out of makeup school um, and uh, in his shop. And uh, that, that was funny, too, because I was a complete disaster uh, in the shop and uh, broke things and <laughs> wrong things. And
0: he still me on. I guess <laughs> so. he was meant to be in your life or you were meant to be in his. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he brings you in and you kind of are doing retail in this makeup shop?
1: No, we were actually doing, uh, it was a special effects makeup shop and we were building um, all the prosthetics. So we were making molds, uh, uh, fabricating um, stuff, uh, running foam latex, uh, learning all about um, uh, the aspect of making all the prosthetics. Um, and then we didn't actually go on set yet. I mean, we were just shop rats. That's what They called us lab rats.
0: <laughs> okay, so you were in there doing the behind-the-scenes work, mm-hmm. prepping for yeah. everything?
1: And um, exactly. And then I, I worked in the shops for about eight years. And back then, there was not a lot of women uh, doing this. There was only about five of us doing it. And now... You look at Face Off, and it's uh, there's a lot of talented women out
0: there now. What is Face Off? I I don't even know what that is.
1: Face Off is a um, it's a program. Um, I believe it's on Sci Fi, uh, and uh, it's all about um, makeup effects artists. Oh, and it's, yeah, it's a reality I show, know. and it ha- they, they give them a theme, and uh, they have to create the prosthetics for it.
0: Oh, I'll have to check that out. That sounds very interesting. Yes. So, so tell me, out of the shop, what was your first on-set gig?
1: I think, well, what I kept trying to do was get into the union. So uh, what I was doing outside of the shop, what I would be applying for every non-union job just as a the head makeup artist. And um, I think the very first one that I headed was called uh, Runestone, uh with Alexander... Uh, Guttenhoff, I think, the ballet dancer, um, and that was my first one out, and then then I started uh, actually getting some work on uh, soap operas, because you didn't have to be in the union at that time, so I, I would just try to get everything, and, and uh, I, I had taught myself everything about my about my job, about um, so I knew beauty makeup. I knew special effects. I knew how to apply the special effects. I even went so far as to start making wigs because if I knew everything about my my job, I would get more work, and I did. So, um,
0: can we talk a little bit about soap operas because they, they're such a thing of the past now? What soap operas did you work on? Uh, young and Restless. Oh, okay. The whole Bell family. And Bold and Beautiful a uh, few of those. I used to work. I mean, I used to work. I used to watch shows with my grandmother. I know. <laughs> what it, it was Bell. That was his last name, right? The guy who created yes, those yes, shows. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I mean, he had shows on for years and years and years. Exactly. There was some other woman at my gym at the time, because um, I, I wanted to be a makeup artist. That's was my initial you know, kind of uh, intrigued with the beauty biz industry. And there was a woman at my gym that said, don't waste your time. You're never going to get work. It's a bummer that I listened to her and didn't have somebody like you in my life. That's it sounds like a total go getter.
1: It's all about perseverance. It really, really was. It was just like, I never took no for an answer. You know, no, there's hardly any women in it. No, there's no work. That's, that's one of the reasons I taught myself absolutely everything. So I could find that work.
0: But how do you get your first gig on a soap opera? Because she said there would be makeup artists lined up. This was the woman at my gym. And she said, you just are open and people would pick your chair based on kind of past work and your reputation. How well, do you get in there?
1: Actually, during college, um, well, i putting myself through school. I worked on Young and Restless as an extra. Oh. So I knew the makeup artists. They, they, uh. Uh, he used to do my makeup when I used to come down there. So I knew them. And then when I first got into the union, we, um, uh, I met, uh, the man that ran the makeup department down at CBS, uh, CBS city. And, uh, just kind of got my way and foot, foot in the door.
0: <laughs> I remember when I first became a flight attendant, I lived in Boston and my best friend was obsessed with the show. The price is right. Oh, I used to do that as well. well I, I took her out there and I remember sitting because you have to in the waiting tank or whatever it's called, but all the people were coming mm-hmm. into work. So we got to meet all the people from the young and the restless. Those are beautiful people.
1: They are. They absolutely show. are. Especially yes. to be that beautiful. And it was shot in video back then. It was very unforgiving. Yeah, we're just, yes, gorgeous.
0: I remember Brad. Do you remember Brad, the pool? He started out as a pool boy on Young and the Restless. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, funny. He went to work and I thought I had died and gone to heaven when I saw him walking <laughs> in. <laughs> so yeah, he, I did the,
1: uh, uh, on, yeah, on Price is Right, I did the old, uh, the models, the old, not old, you know, <laughs> the first set of models that were on there. And that was really fun.
0: Oh, how cool. So then tell me about how, because, you said something to me in the spa and I may be fast forwarding a little bit, but when you came in for your, your spray tan, you said something about working with a very, very famous actor. And I've taken those words. I think about them all the time. So I'll get to that in a second. But how did you find your way onto these big sets? I, I, I know like you from the soap operas, you ended up doing some pretty huge movies.
1: I, I, I just, Just kept going on. Is it really,
0: was it the connections and the people that you met along the way? Would you attribute some of the success to that?
1: Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So you just, you know, you just keep working. And I started, you know, doing a lot of horror films, doing a lot of prosthetics and uh, just worked my way up that way. Um, Did some uh, uh, big film, uh, Army of Darkness with Sam Raimi. Um, and you know, that led me to meeting more people. And then right after that, uh, I got called into Star Trek. So, and I was, uh, I had already worked on one Star Trek movie, but then I got called into Star Trek into, uh, Deep Space Nine. They were starting. And so I got hired there and I was there for seven years and I was the key de- key department.
0: Did you just work 24 seven? Yes. <laughs> and I've met your husband. Mm-hmm. Did you meet him? On that Star Trek set,
1: I did I did? He came in in the last few years of Deep Space Nine. His dad was uh, one of our producers.
0: Oh, so, okay.
1: And as a uh, cameraman, and that was that was it. <laughs> so, um, but yes, we are there twenty four seven. I used to average at least eighty hours a week on wow. that stuff.
0: So how did this all change? And I know you were part of like the whole St. Elmo's fire crowd. I remember you telling me you used to get invited to the best parties like Rob Lowe, Amelia Estevez, that kind of tell me about what it was like to, cause this would have been my dream job to be doing makeup, to be hanging out with these people. It just sounds like it was so fun.
1: Well, we were all kind of the same age and just doing, um, uh, Rob Lowe's wife was actually a, uh, she's a makeup artist as well. And we used to do a lot of films together. So, um, uh, but yeah, no, we used to just go to some, some, some parties. We were all just the same age. So it was just, you know, we would, we, we would all kind of hang out together.
0: That is so great. I mean, was it like Sunset Boulevard, the stuff you used to see on the movies? Were you- oh gosh. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because also at the time in the eighties was all the big hair bands and, uh, I did a lot of makeup for those bands as well. So you're kidding course, me I, who
0: in, who did in you- that scene as well. Like the whole Motley Crue, Poison type era? Yes, exactly. And it's funny because I was kind of snooping around on your Facebook page today. I like to do that before I interview somebody. And Uh I saw a picture of you in the 80s. You totally fit in. You were looking good with uh, the big hair and the white pumps.
1: (laughs) I did. I put that up the other day because a friend of mine is, um, he's uh, doing an album with an old, old friend of mine, Gary Myrick. And, uh, And he said, Gary wants to see a picture. So I sent him a picture of myself now but I said he probably won't remember that and then I sent him that one from the 80s it was so funny I got a lot of comments
0: (laughs) we so would have been friends I remember in college people used to tell me I looked like the lead singer of White Snake
1: oh gosh (laughs) hair was so big (laughs) he was gorgeous
0: (laughs) I took it as a compliment even though it was a man I couldn't believe I could get my hair that huge so
1: (laughs) yeah we had some big hair (laughs) thank goodness for Aquanet back
0: then oh I know you know what I used to use, and you probably use this on set, it was the whole family. They used to do ads in their robes, and now I Aussie. The whole Aussie thing. Oh, yes, okay. The purple hairspray seemed to work best for me. Yeah, that was pretty hardcore stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And it, it smelled great. So uh-huh. I wanted you know, now going back to what I said earlier, you were on a few movies, a few sets with Tom Cruise. Yes, yes. I did uh
1: two films with him. I was with him for about a whole year. Uh, we did uh, Vanilla Sky, and uh, I was brought on uh, by his his head makeup artist, who is Michelle Burke. She's done most of his, his movies with him. And uh, she brought me on, and um, we did that one, which was about the hardest I've ever worked uh, in my life to get something. I think I was the best makeup artist I've ever been was during that because he literally demands 110%. Uh, he gives 110% of his self and he demands it from others. So you have to be on your best.
0: That's what you said to me. And I think about it all the time that he made you show up and do your best work.
1: Yes. Yes. He did. He, he demands it of himself and, and others. And just being around that you, you, you give your,
0: you give it your all. Well, that's when you won an Emmy, Right
1: uh no no i've um i've won two emmys um that was a film emmys are for television oh okay uh, mm-hmm. yeah i won two emmys and i was nominated for another nine i think uh minority report and vanilla sky we were nominated uh for the academy of science fiction fantasy and horror okay. uh michelle and i and um they, we got both of those so yeah, so the whole year I was with him. It was Vanilla Sky, and then we jumped right onto Minority Report, which is now a television show.
0: So you show up, and did you know beforehand that he really expected? No, a hundred. You didn't.
1: Uh, Michelle told me yes, but you you do not know it. That's you get there; it's a whole different world, and. Uh, we just worked so hard on that makeup, uh, designing it. Michelle, Michelle designed and designed and designed, and then we would uh, we apply it. He got it down to like three and uh, three three designs, and we flew to New York to do them and didn't like them at all.
0: What do you mean by designs? Like special effects type? Uh, special
1: effects. Yes, he was supposed to have kind of. He was in an accident and he was uh, has a palsy uh look to him so he's got a whole side of his face is drooped and his eyes drooped down and um he just uh he wanted it to look right he said we can't do this movie unless it looks right so it really put it on on us and and michelle would work with artists and she would be designing stuff and we'd uh we'd fly in we'd put it on and he'd say no (laughs) and i was like oh gosh this is crazy um so finally, we redesigned it again, and I think we flew back to New York, and we put it on, and he finally said, that's the one. And it was like, oh, okay, great. But then we had to do it for the whole film.
0: Which means what? Like every day you have to recreate yes. this? Yes, yes, every day.
1: And uh, he only, because he was producing the, the film, he had, we had to do it very fast, which it was, it was a pretty big makeup. So we had to be so spot on, we could not make mistakes. Because he only gave us so many minutes to do the makeup in. So we could not make a mistake. Um,
0: I'm sure at the time it feels frustrating, but you walked away from there just feeling like more educated or just a better makeup artist. You took a lot away from it.
1: Just really on my game. Wow. You know, but just, you know, if a problem arose, we had to take care of it right then and there. And uh, yeah, we didn't walk away at that one at all. We literally wrapped, I remember wrapping it about four in the morning and having to show up on the set of Minority Report at about nine. <laughs> so, wow. I
0: was so tired that day. <laughs> and you said that he just, he's a nice guy. Because I think sometimes when we think people uh, are type yeah. A or they want their best work, they're frightening. But you said he was really nice to work for.
1: Very nice and very, very there. People say of him uh, about, they say it about politicians too sometimes. that you know, when they look in your eye, they just said it about the Pope. When he looks in your eye, you're the only person there.
0: Oh, I like he, that. Very so, present.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. Tom is extremely present and, and with everybody. You know, So And he knows everyone's job. He knows. So yeah, he was wonderful to work with, actually.
0: Okay. So you have so much going on. I, I have a ton of questions for you. Now, I want to... You have twins, right? I do. 10-year-old twins. <laughs> and are you still working on this set of movies or?
1: Uh, you know what? Um, because of my business now, of uh, my business I created, I'm not doing it as much. Uh, I will go in if I'm a star request. Uh, I recently worked on, um, I guess that was almost last year, was Ted 2. Because one of, my, uh, one of my actors from Star Trek, Michael Doran, who played Worf, um, he was on Ted 2 and they were going to put the head back on him, the Klingon head. And he swore, I took his head off the last day of Star <laughs> Trek, he said he would never put that head on again because he was on Next Generation and you say Nine. I think he had been in that head for like 15 years. <laughs> so he said never, ever again. So sure enough, Ted 2 they talk him into it. And uh, he says, I... I'll do it, but she's got to come in and put it back on.
0: Oh, how so, cool. What a special request that is.
1: So it was wonderful. <laughs> and it was just wonderful to see him again and catch up. And and so I will do things like that. And sometimes um, when, you know, business is so diff- different for me, becoming an artist and then starting a business, there's times where I just want to go make a monster. So I, I there are people I can call up and, and get, get some day work here and there if I just want to go, you know.
0: Just go do something artistic for the day. Do you like doing just, you know, regular make you look and feel beautiful makeup for special oh, yes. occasions? Is that, yeah?
1: Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. I, li- I I liked every aspect of it. It was all different. Um, but yes, no, I, I loved that as well.
0: I want to talk a little bit about your business. You have designed something called Silk Skin, which I personally use. Mm-hmm. Great. Tell me a little bit, uh, how, like, how did this come about? Is it because you were, or was it because you were so busy at work and now you have twins and your husband's on set? So I'm sure he's gone a lot or how did it all start? And it maybe actually, each first place, what is it? So it, people listening it it know.
1: Start, uh, it's actually silk skin are um, uh, silicone products and uh, used in combating wrinkles And uh, the first one that we developed was uh, the decollete pad, which is for your chest area. And the reason I developed this was because myself, as well as my actresses, on Star Trek were starting to get uh, chest wrinkles, you know, from sleeping on your side. And uh, I was going to do something about that because I wasn't going to have those. (laughs) So... um, At the same time, we worked with silicone. I had always known about silicone. We used to make silicone molds in the shops. And we also started uh, using silicone prosthetics. So we were using the silicone prosthetics. So I knew a lot about silicone. And um, I also, at the same time I was trying to develop this, uh, I realized that when I was removing these prosthetics, uh, wrinkles were gone from our actors. Silicone is very healing and very soft. It makes your skin very soft. And um, so I started noticing that as well. Um, and I also knew that they use silicone in healing scars. So I, I ended up putting two and two together and coming up with this pad that was a lot thicker than that was out there treating scars. There, were, Therefore, it held the skin taut so you're not... You're not making those wrinkles in the first place. Uh, and then actually it turns out that uh, um, the pads work in several different ways too. And one of them, in the way it treats um, scars, uh, the silicone, is that it brings moisture to the surface. That's why, your hand, that's why everything is so much softer when you're touching silicone. It's bringing your own moisture to the surface. And um, the third way it worked was, of course, muscle memory. So the muscles, you know, wouldn't remember to make those wrinkles. And then the last bit, and this is how uh, this type of silicone is used in in uh, treating scars, is that it starts bringing collagen to that area.
0: How does it bring collagen to the area? Explain that to me because I'm floored. These things work. And I, I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, how amazed I am with it. But how does it help stimulate collagen?
1: Well, the way they say, and this was on the doctors, this is from us, this was with Dr. Ardeen. He explains it in his, his book, Veteran uh, 7, because he uh, recommends using our uh, decollete pads in his book. Um, he says, when worn, electrostatic energy provided by the pads is supposed to improve the irregular collagen structure and also creates an increased blood flow, which results in improved skin tone. In skin tone. There, I read it from the book. Okay. <laughs>
0: It's so funny. I, I put it away for a while. I just moved and I wasn't wearing the, the decollete pad. And one morning I woke up and I go, okay, it's time to find that darn thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you put it on in an hour later, it, you really, I'd say 95% visible reduction in those lines exactly. on your chest area.
1: Exactly.
0: And um, it's been hot. You and I are practically neighbors. Actually. We both live in Sherman Oaks. I put it on the other night and I woke up Sweating up a storm, and the next day it was so plump. It's <laughs> where my right. teclitate looked like fifteen years younger. That's usually when they fall off, but <laughs> it did a little bit. I mean, I woke up yeah. and it was kind of on my shoulder, but it still <laughs>
1: worked. So. Well, that's, that's when well, we we sell them uh, in like over five hundred spas, and our estheticians actually came up with the idea because you, like you said, that it works so fast. Uh, they've been integrating it into one of their treatments. If uh, they're just doing the treatment on the face, they'll go ahead and cleanse the area, and they'll put the décolleté down on the chest. And uh, their uh, clients can see in as little as 15 to 20 minutes, they do see a reduction of those wrinkles. So they've been uh, coming up with all kinds of stuff. The girls that do
0: lashes, they're they're using it this way. Now, I I think it's a brilliant idea because honestly, I hear all the time. What do I do about my décolleté? What do I do? And there's not a whole lot you can do. There's do
1: not. No. Even even you know they were doing Botox there for a while, but even that's not really working. So this is such a it's a an easy alternative to having fillers and Botox. Um, so yeah, so we started making those, and um, and then it led to facial pads. And, uh, so, and, the neck pad, we just came out with a neck pad they all work on the same premise.
0: I think neck is another area that just really can't be treated. And there's not very many ways to actually reduce the visible signs of aging on the neck. Are you having great results with it?
1: You know, we are, I wasn't going to do it at first. Everyone wanted it and they were cutting up my other pads seeing <laughs> the forehead pad. And I said, I just don't know. I don't see it working in this area very well, but, um, I went ahead and tried it on a photo shoot we had, and I was unbelievably thrilled with the results. And then I thought, well, okay, I don't think I could wear it personally because I'm too claustrophobic. So I did go ahead and make them. Um, they, they sold out. Our first batch sold out incredibly <laughs> fast. And um, unbelievably, I can wear it. It is so comfortable. I can I can myself can wear it. And uh, it's just—it's just like the decollete. It just kind of uh, conforms to your neck, and you do see results. It's very good for uh, prevention, but but our older clients just—they love them. So because they—they are seeing a good result.
0: I wear mine when I sleep. Would you do the same thing with the neck?
1: Yes, yes. That's why I didn't think I could.
0: (laughs) But I have a feeling I'm going to be covered in silicone when I go to bed soon. (laughs) honestly though these things almost I remember I I found out about your products through a woman Sharon who rents a Mm -hmm. space at my spa and I thought no way it honestly sounds too good to be true and it's mind-blowing you've created a genius product thank you and it it is it's like a safe holistic I think eco-chic very alternative way to prevent wrinkles and to reduce them exactly Mm mm-hmm So let's give a shout out to your website now because people are going to want to know. And then I have a few more questions to ask you about business. So go ahead. What is your uh, web address?
1: It is uh, silkskin.com, but the silkskin is spelled S-I-L-C-S-K-I-N, silk as in silicone.
0: So how, I want to ask you some business questions because a lot of people listening in, they're solo practitioners and they're business owners. (laughs) How do you go from being this incredibly, successful Hollywood makeup artist, how do you step away from that and start a business? Because it's a completely different skill set.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is. And I absolutely knew nothing about business uh, at all. You know, I was an artist, so I really had to take it from a point. Of the only thing I knew how to run was a makeup department. So I, I used those tools, but I really wish I knew how to run a business. I think that's really important. And, uh, uh, that you should you know you should learn everything about about your business and and including knowing how to run one because I've come it was a very hard transition for me um, I did it very slowly I was still working as a makeup and I started with one product and I pretty much did everything myself uh, include creating a website uh, all the packaging um, I did all that and then uh, it just the product itself, word of mouth, just kept getting out there, and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, luckily, I wasn't forced to learn about the business, right business end of it, right away. I could, I, I kind of grew with it, you know. So, and because now, where that's all it is, it's a business, and I'm, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard to walk away. Uh, but then again, the hours and when, like you said, with twins, it was. It, it's a lot of hours we do on film sets. So that made it a lot easier to have my own company so I can be with my kids.
0: So you had, I mean, you knew about silicone because you'd been using it. Did you know distributors and manufacturers, or is this something you had to sit for hours on Google in research? How was uh, that step in the process? Well, was that easy? I, knew,
1: I knew silicone and I could do the first prototypes myself. But uh, then I had to find somebody, a manufacturer to make them for me, to my specifications. And uh, that just took a little research to find. And at uh, one time I was having them made in, in China, which I don't recommend uh, because my, the quality was not good. So I brought it, everything back to the United States and actually found a manufacturer uh, here uh, in Southern California that I can actually go there and assure of the quality control of my products. I
0: love that. I love how involved you are. You have new packaging, which is beautiful by the way. Yes. yes.
1: We're working on that. We're working on another product for, uh, directly under the eye. Uh, Very
0: nice. Mm-hmm. So, cause what
1: I, I create them as I need them.
0: <laughs> so. Well, and that's what you should do. I think these people that try to jump into everything all at <laughs> once kind of are setting themselves up as for a failure. You segued into it. And I did the same thing when I became an esthetician. I still flew as a flight attendant because I wanted my health Uh-oh. benefits and I would reel my clients in from first class cabin. <laughs> <There you go.
1: laughs> that's great. Yeah.
0: So, you know, it's okay to have two jobs and to build your clientele. However, <laughs> you have to. Exactly. What do you think, you know, I have a lot of people listening in that are working moms. Mm -hmm. Any advice for them? Like, how do you run a successful business? Your husband works a ton. How do you do it? What kind of support do you have?
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, luckily, I don't do these hours on film sets anymore. That was my biggest help. So I, I can make my hours when I want to. And I literally work from 10 to 4 every day. So that, that helped when you have your own business and you can create your own hours. Um, but, uh, I do have a big support system with my husband's family as oh, well. That's nice. So, so we have that because it's very difficult if you don't have something like that, because now with the business, I go on conventions a lot, which I usually see you at.
0: <laughs> I want to talk about that a little bit, actually. I'm glad you brought it up. Do you find that these trade shows are shifting? Well,
1: I only started two years ago. Okay. So,
0: um, I'm not sure, but
1: I used to go to them as a makeup artist. Um, so I don't know what you mean by shifting in which direction.
0: Well, I just find that some of the vendors there really aren't in line with what I need as an esthetician. There are a few people and I don't find anything new coming out. You're like the superstar of new products, I think, at a trade show.
1: Yes. That's what we keep hearing. Um, uh, because it's the first new, new thing that they, they have, um, we actually were just nominated in uh, Lee Novell's Estiques and Spa Magazine uh, as uh, the best new eye product. Oh, so that's great for that. So, yeah, it is new, and I think you are right. I just in the two years I've been there, I haven't really noticed new products. And I, I do, I go look around as well.
0: I mean, if I wanted a scarf to wear in the winter, I'll go to Nordstrom's and get it. I don't need that at my trade show. And I find it's a lot of that. And then a lot of multi-level marketing type companies that are there. Yes. And corsets. (laughs) Oh, I have not seen this. I didn't go to any trade shows this year. I'm actually heading to iSpa in a few weeks. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. I have not been to that show yet. It's funny because when you exhibit, they say that
1: you cannot, you cannot do, uh, Uh, jewelry and clothes and everything. And yet they still show up.
0: It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Are your sales pretty good at the trade shows? Are people out there spending money in our industry and purchasing and curious about your product?
1: They are. They are. And uh, we get a lot of new, um, we just did the one in Long Beach and I think we got about 60 uh,
0: new spas selling the product. That is incredible. That Congratulations.
1: Thank you. So they're, they're, they do do well for us because I still think that we're new. You now, know, they haven't seen us yet.
0: We had another conversation at the spa that I would like you to share some insight on, and that is Amazon and selling mm-hmm. products on Amazon and how you feel like it's so hard to control your inventory and what other people are doing. Are you still, is that still a thorn in your side?
1: You know, it, it was at a time because it was hard because people want to get your product vendors, and our product is in the top 500 on Amazon. So people want to get it, and there's such unscrupulous people out there. And what they do is they'll get your product, and they'll buy it under one name, and then they will go on Amazon and sell it under a different name, and therefore um, uh, they'll go under your map. We have a map price. We have a map policy, and that's actually... Uh, we enforce that to save our spas and estheticians because they can always go on Amazon and buy cheaper. So why should they be selling stuff in their in their spas? So we enforce that that no one may sell uh, under that price, but we allow our estheticians to sell under the price so that they they can get their clients to keep coming back to them. So, but in order to re- and to enforce that, it was very difficult with all these uh, I call them rogue rogue vendors. Um, but what we started doing, uh, we started, uh, stamping all of our products so that when there does become a row vendor, we can buy that product and find out who's selling it. And then we terminate their accounts. See,
0: I See? want everybody <laughs> listening in to hear our vendors are not allowing this to take place. They're not always allowing this to take place on Amazon. These people are kind of tricky on there.
1: Oh gosh. You never know what's going on over there because they'll, they'll just shift gears and, and Something else will, you know, they'll do something else. And they, Amazon was even buying my product third party from from some vendors. So, and they wouldn't allow me when I called them and we even sent, my lawyer sent, uh, you know, cease and desist because we did not say that Amazon could sell it. And they would, Amazon works on a buy box thing. So if you have the cheaper price, that's the buy box. What does so that if, mean, cheaper? Uh, whenever somebody say they click on chest wrinkles and the décolleté pads come up, um, whoever is selling them for the late least price will get the buy box. They'll
0: they'll show up. Oh, on the top of the screen, exactly. Like so an algorithm, kind of.
1: Yes. So, okay. Um, if everyone's at the same price, it rolls. It just rolls through all the vendors. So then it's it's safe, and you know it's it's uh, it's. Uh, It's good for all the vendors. They get to make sales. But when Amazon does it, they take the buy box every time away from their vendors.
0: So they don't have to give the payout. Exactly. You know, I imagine you have a love-hate relationship because you probably get a lot of exposure being on Amazon. And then you spend half your day trying to make it right for people like me, which I appreciate in the spa. (laughs) But gosh, you want to be creative, not... Calling your attorney every day. Uh, yes,
1: yeah, so now that now I've just become very careful about if I let any more vendors on Amazon, you know who they are. I have to look at their sites, and I haven't really been allowing new vendors because we have it on, so under control, and uh, and our lot stamping has helped tremendously, so I can. Uh,
0: How'd you come up with that idea? Was it just process of elimination? Did you learn it from another company?
1: No, I just, I had to find out because at first, I, Amazon uh, did they put all the products that everyone sent in all together. But then I found out they were separating them, um, so so we could catch the people doing it. Um, so I just came up with we have to we have to somehow you know uh, all the pads that go out have their their number on it. So that we know who they're, you know, who's selling this stuff.
0: You know what I like about you? You are tenacious. That's the word that keeps coming yes. to mind.
1: Yes. Or my husband will say stubborn.
0: When's your birthday?
1: January 3rd, Capricorn.
0: Oh, Capricorn. Those are some of my favorite people. I get along really well with them. And I guess maybe because I'm a bit tenacious myself. Yes.
1: I, I've always been that way. It's, it's, if there's a problem, I'm going to solve it. And I will, I will work until... It's done. <laughs> so uh yeah.
0: I guess, guess you know I was word. gonna ask you some success tips if you'd be willing to share some things that you've learned along your success journey and that maybe one of them, find a way, right? That that's the biggest
1: one that I can say is is uh persistence, determination, and just never never stop <laughs> until it's until it gets done. Okay. Very so,
0: nice. Well, and any more tips you'd like to share with people listening in on how you have created a world that works for you and your family?
1: Well, I, we went over some of it, but one of the things I've really helped me in my career was to learn every aspect of of makeup. I just didn't, I didn't just learn beauty makeup. I just didn't learn um, uh, in special effects. I I learned absolutely every aspect of it, so that I could. Uh, I could do anything, I could be hired anywhere, I could be hired on the soap opera, I could be hired special effects, you know, and I've got to travel the world over because I knew, you know, I knew every aspect, so, um, you know, like I said, I even learned wig making in between shows, I would make wigs, I used to make wigs for the models on Price is Right, Um, because uh, it would just help me because I didn't have a show, and okay, I can make a $4,000 wig.
0: Who knew they made wigs? I mean, who knew they wore wigs? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's an inside uh, Hollywood secret. I had no yeah. idea. Oh, yeah.
1: Everyone wears wigs or uh, extensions.
0: <laughs> oh, that is funny. I want to ask you two things. One, what is your favorite product right now as far as makeup or other than your silk pads? Because those really are one of my favorite products <laughs> right now. But if you had, you know, like a beauty thing, something you could go pick up at a spa or at Sephora's or something you're obsessed with.
1: Um, I love Christian Dior, uh, eye pencils, the waterproof eye pencils, and I'm still a Dior, uh, mascara girl. I can't live without that. And I know there's some other great stuff out there, but I like their, their, uh, their black uh, catwalk
0: makeup. Okay. I'll their have to check that out. I'm going to go to Sephora later today, actually. Yeah. That's I have to go there too. I need. I need a new mascara. <laughs> and then tell <laughs> me if you can, maybe I'm putting you on the spot, but is there, was there a set that you had the most fun on? Like something you look back on and it makes your heart smile.
1: Um, yes. And it was, I'm looking really quickly over my, my, uh, resume. um,
0: It was, uh, and it was the worst movie ever. (laughs) Little Nicky. And who was in that? Was there, like, it was uh, Adam
1: Adam Sandler. But the reason that it was so fun for me was because we had a ton of prosthetics working. However, um, we had two full trailers full of effects makeups. And these were all the guys I worked with from the 80s. So now I've been out doing films for so long on my own and everything that you don't get to see them. So So that was just fun because we were working all night. So for that to be my favorite, Uh, it was just fun because I was with all of the the guys that I started with.
0: You know, it's funny. When I was a flight attendant, I met Adam Sandler. He was on one of my flights and he was such a nice guy. He actually (laughs) invited me to watch him at Boston College at the time he was on Saturday Night Live and he was just fun, all around good guy.
1: Yes, he is. He's the, the sets are fun too. So
0: it's a, yeah, he, it's just a fun place to be, to work with him. You have, I swear, I, I love it whenever I see your name on my schedule cause I'm, and you're so generous and your stories are so fascinating. I love having you come into the spa. So I look forward to the next time you come in for a spray tan. I'm going to let you get back to your day because I know okay. you have a lot going on, okay. but let's give everybody your website one more time before we end the show today.
1: It's silkskin.com, S-I-L-C-S-K-I-N.com.
0: Very cool. They can purchase retail there or they can sign up for a wholesale account. Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Camille, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time out today. And again, I absolutely love your stories and your generosity in sharing them.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Have an awesome day. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, Six Simple Strategies to Generate a Dramatic Increase in Your Beauty Biz Income, and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning in to The Beauty Biz Show.